0: Welcome to the Learner's Corner Podcast. This is the podcast for lifelong learners where we learn about different topics, people, organizations, and events. My name is Kayla Mason, and this is my co-host, Todd Hicksonbaugh. Today, we're going to be talking about the topic of saying yes. And really what we want to talk about is what makes a good yes. And we want to talk about two categories in particular. We want to talk about what makes a good yes personal yes and what makes a good professional
1: yes and yes we are the guys who just in the last episode talked about what makes a good no but Caleb when we say no to things what was the bottom line from last time ultimately when you say no to one thing you're saying yes to others yes exactly because
0: until you say yes you can't say no and so the bottom line for today's podcast simply this. Your yeses determine your priorities. And so we're going to dive right in and we're going to talk about what makes a good personal yes. And we're going to give you some questions to filter through what your own yes can look like. And the first question is this. Who will this affect?
1: You know, I, I remember um, a while ago. I was, I was going over some decisions on on what I needed to do, um, just in my life in general. And and what I began to realize is that there were a lot of things that were just crowding, crowding the good things in my life out. Um, it was just kind of pushing the things I should have been saying yes to to the sides. And so I did some of the things that we talked about in the last podcast with saying no. But what I found was is that there were so many things that had been being affected by me saying yes to everything else. So many, so many things. And the, the, the biggest one was other people, the people who were closest to me in my life. And so whenever I was saying yes to some things or when I say no to some things, one of the biggest things that it impacts is my family. It's the people who are in my life who are closest to me. You're one of those people, Caleb.
0: Thank you, Todd. I appreciate that.
1: But but seriously, it, it, it really was beginning to impact those people. And so when we say yes to things, the first thing we need to ask is, how is this going to impact my family? So saying yes to a promotion sounds good on the surface level. It sounds like the right thing to do. It might even be the wise thing to do. But guess what? If it is impacting your family in a negative way, it probably isn't. And in fact, it's probably not even the wise thing to do in that case because it's hurting other people.
0: Yeah, and ultimately it comes down to who are are the most important people in your life. For some of you, it may be your family. For some of you, it may be your friends, you know, significant other, whatever that may be. But it ultimately comes down, whenever you're evaluating a decision of what you need to do, you need to ask this question. Who will this affect in my life? And you know what? It affects other people, but also can affect us as ourselves. You know, I talked about this a little bit last week, is that, you know, I can have a tendency to say um, yes to so many things that can run at an unsustainable pace. When I run at an unsustainable pace, I may be able to run that pace for two weeks, but in two months, I'm going to be dead. And I'm going to be drained emotionally, spiritually, in in some cases physically, because, you know, I can just ignore, you know, exercise and all that stuff. And I'll be no good physically and even mentally. It's sometimes, sometimes for me, you know, I can just work so much throughout a day that honestly, I have like little breaks throughout the day and I'll just take 10, 15 minutes I'll get out of the office, I'll walk down and grab some coffee and just walk back to the office. And it may take 10 or 15 minutes, but honestly it refreshes me. Like, a lot.
1: Right. I go to coffee shops. That's literally, that's my thing. I just go to coffee shops. There's something about coffee and music just playing in the background that that is able to, to kind of rejuvenate me. And so you're right, it does affect us. It does affect us all the time. So the next question that we need to ask is, hey, is this something that's helping me live out my calling? Now that sounds kind of religious. Like it sounds kind of like, you know, when we think of callings, it's something that that people who are who who are Christians or people who are who adhere to religions would say. But it isn't true. It's all of us. All of us have a calling. And so mm-hmm. whatever that may be, if you if you are called to be a firefighter, if you're called to be a police officer, if you're called to be a doctor, whatever that is, is this yes going to help me continue to live out my calling, or is it going to hinder that? Because I mean, that's what we need to value with that question.
0: Yeah, and if you don't like the word calling, just replace it with the word purpose. What's your purpose in life? Right. And if it helps you accomplish that, great, awesome. Maybe you should think about going for it. But the other thing is, and you know, we're going to see this um, really with all of the questions we're going to ask on this per. per- personal side, is that you can't just ask one question. You have to ask all of them. Because it may be good for one, but it may not get past the next two. Or it may be good for two, and it may not be good for the last one. So you really need to ask all of these questions. And the last question that we want to ask when it comes to the personal side is simply this. And it's in light of my past experience, current circumstances, and future hopes and dreams, what's... The wise
1: thing to do. And that comes from actually a book that Andy Stanley wrote.
0: Yeah, it comes from a book called Ask It and we'll put that in the show notes. And it's an incredible question that really, it personalizes it for you. It takes your past, it takes your current circumstances, it takes what you want to do and asks, okay, in light of everything that you've been through, in light of where you are right now, in light of where you want to be, what do you need? to do what's the wise thing
1: to do so if you can answer these questions and you have to ask all of them as caleb said you have to ask all of these questions as you're going through making a decision you have to ask those if you can ask all of those questions and you continue to get yes that it is the right thing to do then it's probably something you should go for but again if you get a no on one of those it's probably a no Mm-hmm. And you can listen to our last podcast for how you can appropriately say no about something that somebody asks you. And you can check that out. We'll have that in the show notes or you can even just go back to our iTunes page and see that.
0: Yeah, and so we've talked about the personal end of things. So what we want to talk about is
1: the professional end
0: of things. That down a little bit for you through a series of questions. And the first question is, is this something I can live without? Can this thing be eliminated?
1: Right. And so when I first took a job, um, the job that I'm currently in, uh, one of the first things that I did was I began to evaluate basically everything about the areas that I was in charge of in my departments. And one of the things that I realized quickly um, after I had taken the job is that, hey, there were just some things that we were doing that I call them time wasters. Um, It's not that they're bad. It's not that whatever is happening with it is wrong. It's just they are dragging they were dragging us down. And so quickly what I did was I eliminated it. I took it out and said, you know what, I understand why this was created and started in the first place. I understand the reasoning behind it. But this is just something that, guess what, I can live without it. And I think that my, these, our department can live without it as well. And so that's why um, on that first part, sometimes you might find that you just need to eliminate something.
0: Yeah, can you give us like an example of what you were talking about?
1: Sure. So whenever I first started, um, we were doing a thing where we were working with an outreach program and, and what it was doing basically was we were coming in a couple times a week and, and we were reading, we were reading stories, we were playing games with kids, we were doing all these different things, but we didn't have enough volunteers to be able to do it. And people just weren't interested in that, in this program anymore from, from our church. And so what I realized was if I wasn't going to do it, then nobody else was going to. And I just didn't have time to do all of that on my own. Mm -hmm. And so I called the lady and I said, you know, hey, we love your organization. We love what you're doing. But at this time, it's not something that we can fit into our weekly schedule. It's not something that we can do. We don't have the people behind it right now to do it. And so we just eliminated it. And it was sad and I didn't like that we had to do it, but it was necessary. We had to eliminate it. It just wasn't a priority for us at that time.
0: Mm -hmm. And the next question you need to ask, you know, if you ask the question, is this something I can live without? And you say, no, here's the next question you need to ask. Is this something that can be systematized?
1: So this just happened this past week. By the way, if you guys haven't caught on yet, I'm basically just going to answer these while Caleb asks the question. Um, this just happened this past week, so we were in staff meeting, and the question w- was raised about um, shut-ins and people who who basically um, aren't able to attend um, church anymore. And and so what we said was, hey, we might just need to. They they were they were upset because they weren't able to to feel connected anymore, and and so they were brainstorming. And I said, what if we just have somebody that every week sends them a bulletin of what happened this past Sunday? and sends them a note or a card or something. And that just happens every week from the church. I mean, it's not that many people who we're, who we're talking about. We're probably talking about about a dozen people maybe. So it wouldn't be that big of a deal for somebody to be able to simply just make that part of their routine every week. But it isn't something that we can always fit in ourselves. And our pastors do a great job of being able to get out to those people, but it isn't something that fits in every single week. It's an every other week type of a thing. And so this was a really great way for us just to be able to hit the automate button and make sure that this gets done every week and it doesn't take up any more of our time and it gives somebody else a purpose. And actually we have a volunteer now that is doing all of that for us.
0: Yeah, and so if you ask the question, is this something I can live without? And you say no, then you ask, is this something that can be systematized? And if that answer is no, here's the next question you need to ask. Is this something that someone else can do? Can I delegate this task?
1: So I live in children's ministry world for the majority of my life, which that means literally I get to put together crafts and I don't just get to make the crafts, but I also have to purchase all of the materials that have to be used to make the craft on Sundays. And so very quickly, as soon as I got the job, I said, Hmm, I don't like running into craft stores as much as I thought I would. And so pretty much immediately, I found somebody who was passionate about finding the best deals. Okay, you send me into a store, and I'm going to buy eight things that I didn't mean to buy when I went in there. And it's just the way that it is, and my money gets wasted, and other people's money gets wasted, and it's just a bad situation. So the very first thing I did was found somebody who could basically compete with those people on those, those couponing shows. I mean, literally, that's what they do. They love coupons. They love going to stores and finding the best prices. And so I made the ask and said, hey, would you mind whenever you go to the store, picking up a couple of things for me that works, that we need to have to be able to work out our our craft for the weekend. And the lady gladly accepted. And and now every week she goes out and she goes and buys stuff. And it works for her because she loves to do that. And it works for me because I don't have to go into Joanne Fabrics for three hours wondering, hmm, what size of these bu- these googly eyes do I need for this weekend? And it just works for my life. Yeah. So if you,
0: if you ask the question, is this something I can live without? And you say no. And then you ask, is this something that could be systematized and say no? And you ask, is this something that someone else can do? And the answer is still no. Here's the next question you need to ask. Is this something that can wait
1: until later? So I'm the master of procrastination. But that isn't, That isn't really the spirit of what this question is getting at. Because in reality, there are some things that, hey, they might be asked to do right now. But it can wait a day or it can wait over the weekend or it doesn't have to be immediately. If you're in the business world, you get these things all the time where, hey, another project's taking priority over this one. And for me, a lot of times what this is, is it's, it's there's some busy work. So I might be able to take a day or two and not turn in my receipts because I know they're not due till the end of the week but they just sent out the email on Monday doesn't mean that I have to take the next 45 minutes to do it today. And immediately it needs to get done. It isn't that it's not something that I can slough off on and not do it. It just means that I have other things today. And right now that are more important than making sure that that one thing gets done this very instant.
0: Yeah. I I just recently heard about a guy on our staff who with an email comes in as his way, and, you know, it's asking for some sort of smaller task, uh, but it's not due for maybe three or four, or maybe even five weeks. What he'll do is he'll set an appointment on his calendar for the day before the task is due. And he'll wait until then to do the task
1: instead of doing it immediately. Right. So it's not the same thing as just procrastinating and sloughing off and not doing your job. It's just saying, hey, there are some things that can wait. It's not your highest priority. Exactly. So
0: if you make it through the questions of, is this something I can live without? Is this something that could be systematized? Is this something that someone else could do? And is this something that can wait until later? And all the answers are no. Here is what you do. You do it. Whatever that thing is that is getting all of those no, you do it. Right
1: now, and you start working on it. That is your priority. Sometimes we get things dropped on us last minute. It wasn't anybody's fault. It's just something that happened, and you are the only person who can handle it. I have an example of this again from the last month or so, where I had a project, a pretty sizable project, that I had been working on for for a while. Um, and and so when it came down to it, the my my boss he came to me and he asked me if I could make an adjustment. Now. I could not eliminate it. I couldn't just say, no, I'm not going to do that because it was important. It was something that had to happen to complete the project. I couldn't automate it because I'm the only person who was going to be able to do that. That goes for delegation as well. It was me who was going to be able to, because it, it was my baby. It was the, the whole idea was mine. And I couldn't procrastinate it because it was due in three days. I had to do it soon. I couldn't wait and put this off for a while. And so what I found was hey, it was my it was my priority. And so I spent an afternoon and it and it worked out well and uh, we're actually going to be doing it this weekend. We're going to be having a, a Christmas pageant for children. And it's going to be a really fun thing. But I had to make sure and tweak tweak that one thing and so it became my absolute priority at that time. So,
0: in review, we've been asking what makes a good yes. And we've kind of given you two um, separate areas of how to figure out what a good yes is. We've given you several questions for each one. We've asked about what makes a good personal yes. We've asked who is the, who will this affect? Will it affect other people or more likely, how will it affect other people? How will it affect me? And then we've asked the question, will this help me live out my calling? And then we've asked the question of in light of my past circumstances, or my past experience, current circumstances, and future hopes and dreams, what's the wise thing to do? And then we ask on the professional end, we ask these questions. Is this something I can live without? Is this something that could be systematized? Is this something that someone else can do? Is this something that can wait until later? And if all of the answers to those questions is no, then you need to do it, and you found what your next priority is. Ultimately, the bottom line for this whole episode is that your yeses determine your priorities and your priorities determine what you do. So thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the Learner's Corner Podcast. On the next episode, we're going to be tackling the topic of how do you lead from the middle? How do you lead up and how do you lead down? And so in order to make sure that you don't miss the next podcast. The best way is to subscribe to our podcast. And while you're at it, leave a rating and write a review of the podcast on iTunes. And until next time, keep learning and keep growing.